Coming up on the Squared Circle tonight, you heard it, the Devil now wins the championship. Full gear coverage plus top picks and even more news on Nick Aldis back after this. Welcome everyone to the Squared Circle podcast, the premier pro wrestling podcast here in the UK. Andy Evans, of course, joined as always, by my long-time suffering tag team partner. He is a man who's been trying to get hold of me for the past week, but due to various issues, including no power, technical problems, work, and just don't want to speak to anybody, he hasn't. It's Stefan Bennett. How you doing, my friend? I'm all right. I don't want to speak to nobody now either. Good night. Good night. No, that was uh, a quick show. It's about time we got on this one, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, so um, let, let's just uh, give the backstory here. Now, you may or may not be hearing some mic issues on my side. There might be some clicking. I've got absolutely no idea. I'm currently in a hotel in Stratford-on-Avon preparing to deliver a three-day training program, which has taken over my life. And um, I'm going to be very glad when this week has ended. So to put this into a nutshell, this isn't the show that we were planning to bring you this week. In fact, this isn't the day we were planning to bring you this show last week. The original plan, you know, on this show, I don't know about you, Stefan, but I I believe in in just kind of letting it all out there and warts and all. Um, We were due to record this show and release it on podcast on Thursday this past week as a preview for AEW Full Gear. And then Stefan and I were going to get back together again on Tuesday to record the this week's episode of AEW uh, of TSC not AEW full gear we're not going to record an episode on, on, on that we're not all elite wrestling as much as we could do a better job than maybe Shivani and Taz um, so cut a long story short we get to Thursday you and I Stefan we're talking in the morning um, 20 minutes before live time before the taping time I come back from popping out for a quick walk to no power in the house period and BT Openreach or Southern Electric in their infinite wisdom decided to send an emergency repair team out to the top of the road to dig up the road, not tell anybody, and didn't actually tell us the power was going to go off 
And then when I spoke to them, they just went, yeah, not our job to tell you. That didn't go down very well. First of all, let me tell you, there was a few choice words being said to that engineer. Triple H would have been proud or... If you've watched the media scrum from Full Gear, I rivaled Mike Maxwell, Jacob Friedman. Let's put it that way. Um, we finally got power back at about eight o'clock on Thursday night. At one point, there was talk of families being moved to local hotels um, because they didn't know if the power was going to come back on. So then you might be thinking, well, that's fine. Record the show on Friday. That's all right. Friday's a good day for a preview. Friday, I was in Kent. Saturday, my daughter was sick, so I spent all day with my daughter, making sure she was okay, and today, being Sunday, I've spent most of the day in the car, travelling from Dorset, back up to Stratford-on-Avon. I've still got work to do after this, right? And I'm delivering at 8 o'clock. So that's my week. So I'm a little stressed. In fact, I'm very stressed. You are very, very stressed. And the funny thing is, is when, when you was up in Kent, you was closer to me. <laughs> so <laughs> that would have been that would yeah. have been a little bit of a handful. But literally everything that could have gone wrong uh, this week for you, Andy, has gone wrong. And I mean, lo and behold, we're bringing this to everyone tonight. And you've got mic issues. So we do apologise for that. We don't know what the issue is. We have tried to rectify it. So we will do the best that we can. So with that being said... Let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's crack on. Let's going to go to the news line uh, right after this. When I tried to help Dexter get back on his feet, when he was jobless, people still weren't on my side. I have asked for very little. But Dexter, Dexter, he kept taking and taking until I couldn't see any sight, any end in sight. That's why I had to stand up for myself. You are a compulsive liar. You always have been and you always will be. You lie about literally everything, starting with that sweater you're wearing. It's a cardigan! Either way, Either way, you're lying to yourself if you think you're pulling that off, Mr. Rogers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, can we just move? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You can get in contact with us on the show at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Square Circle Podcast. Instagram us at TSC Wrestling Podcast, tweet at Wrestling TSC, or email Squared Circle Podcast 2022 at gmail.com. Right, you can tell it's not been a good week. You, you can tell that we're going to have maybe an interesting show because, um, yeah, we didn't actually say what was coming up, um, nor did we cut to the social media. We just went straight to the news line. Um, so what have we got coming up this week? This week is going to be a jam-packed show. We've got Newsline, which for the second week running kicks off with news on the uh, on, on the £10 of gold heavyweight champion, former heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, 
In fact, Nick's featured about three times in the news this week. I, I just can't go anymore. Um, then we've got a discussion based on women's wrestling. So women's evolution and the Empower event. And then we're going to be looking at TSC Top Picks, which will include some chatter on AEW Full Gear that took place last night as we're recording this on Saturday. Um, so a whole thing. Plus, we may have forgotten the social media, uh, but at least it allowed me to debut the new promo for it as well. There you go. There we are. There we go. But there is one bit of a uh, bit we did forget, though, and that is, of course, the WhatsApp. If you want to WhatsApp us throughout, you can. 077 077-243-12752 is the WhatsApp number. And if you WhatsApp in, you will get your own... A little bit of the bubbly. There you go. Right, Stefan, let's kick it off because uh, Mr. Aldis is back in the news this week. Um, And basically, it's all kind of stemming off from the NWA controversy because Billy Corgan has been very open recently about how he books the NWA. Now... Last weekend was NWA Hard Times 3, and Corgan made an appearance on the podcast Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw, where he discussed, and I do argue this, that he has a mainstream product um, in terms of the NWA. And he says, and we quote, I basically see that old NWA style, and in my mind, what draws money? You take two old big bosses and you put them nose and nose, Corgan said. Why do the heavyweights traditionally always draw the biggest money? It only gets subverted when you have a phenomenon of a talent like Michaels or Conor McGregor. At the end of the day, eight times out of ten, it's the heavyweights who draw the most money. Now, he went on to say, in a nutshell, paraphrasing, if you don't like this, tough, because this is the way I'm going to book the NWA. So any promoter who says that, really are they building themselves for success or is this just going to alienate the fan base of the nwa even further because do you want to see murdoch and tyrus all the time well no of course you don't um it's a very risky thing for any promoter no matter what status they're at and uh, that them and their promotions at uh, whether it be one of the top ones or not uh, to basically tell the fans you can lump it or you like what we're doing, that's it. Like, there's no alternative. I mean, kind of in a way, I give him props for being direct and honest, which is a lot more than what Vince has done for the past 15 years, where he's just basically told us what we're having, but without actually telling us, but also uh, BSing us on the, oh, we're going to listen to you, and we're going to give you more of what we want. Do you remember that authority promo that we had uh, at Raw a few years ago? Was no. about, I, I can't even remember how many years ago. Was it about four or five years ago or something like that now? Where they said, oh, we're going to listen to you, give you more of what you want, and then nothing changed. It was the same thing over and over again. So props to Billy Corgan for being direct and honest. However, it's wrestling fans. What a way to piss them off is to turn around and make a statement like that. I mean, Tyrus, no offence to the guy, is the champion. Like... He was a, funk- <laughs> he, he was a Funkasaurus a few years ago. I, I know, and this is the thing. No, I'm not I'm not crapping on the guy uh, I am. At, at all, but <laughs> when, when you, you're booking the people that you're booking and you then go and make comments like that to the fans, uh, to, to your audience, you'll be very, very careful. Because, as you said, you can alienate them. Um, there are many things I like about the NWA. I like the old school look and feel about it. It reminds me of the, you know, the 70s, 80s um, sort of era. 
But at the same time, to keep people invested, you've got to still move with the times in terms of the action. And if Billy Corgan is going to just go down this route, then I would say borrowed time. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You say that about the NWA and, and the look and feel. And I agreed with you to a degree. I thought that... It was an old retro feel to kind of go down the in-studio action. Which, which I love, by the way. With, with, yeah, oh, with the lower ring yeah. and the, you know, the, 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 the studio seating. But the, product, the problem is the product didn't move with the times. You could still do that, but then you need more of an up-to-date product to kind of market that. And he's got a he's got a roster. He's got Luke Hawks on there. He's got Elijah Burke. He's got Melina Perez. He's got Camille. He's got he has got solid workers on there. So why would you then focus on Trevor Murdoch and and Tyrus? Because did you see the main event of Hard Times Three, the Triple Threat with Matt Cardona? Uh, I mean, the least said about it, the better. I have to say, like honestly, it, 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 it's evident. And this is the thing as well. If it was the 80s and 90s, then his statement would probably be correct. You know, it would be the heavyweights that draw them the money that, that puts the bums in seats. We're in 2022, at the end of 2022. We don't live in that era of professional wrestling anymore. There was a reason why NXT, before it became 2.0 and it changed, why that was so successful. How many heavyweights were on there? They had heavyweights, but were they stealing the show? No. Guys like Adam Cole, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, uh, Velveteen Dream, uh, you know, Alistair Black, all they, these guys. Don't mention that name. Don't mention that name. <laughs> well, no, but, but he, no, d- despite the personal stuff, he was a very good worker in the yeah. ring. I, I enjoyed um, watching some of the, the, uh, his matches. You know, but they were stealing the show all the time. I mean, they were even, I mean, as we've already discussed many times before, for a period of time, for about two years or so, NXT was probably the best, uh, most popular product WWE had going for them. And that, you know, when you consider who was who the heavyweights were on Raw and SmackDown, that's a huge, huge statement. So um, I, I feel Billy Corgan needs to have a bit of a reality check and actually realise what is making money these days. Who... These who fans want to see, you know, there's a reason why um, the indies are, you know, so popular again uh, over the last number of years. There's a reason why, um, you know, companies are signing uh, talent that are not heavyweights and that that are in high demand because the fans want that. So, you know, and no offense again to, to Murdoch. I mean, Murdoch's been around for God knows how long as well. You know, this is the thing it's you've got to you've always got to get to a point where you have to have a fresh approach with what you're, what you're delivering to your, your core audience. And if Billy Corgan's going to say that, then he's really restricting himself and he puts things at risk that way, in, in my opinion. But you, 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 you kind of hit the nail on the head there because you turn around and said that, you know, Trevor Murdoch's been around the scene for years and he has, and he's had no success in any of the other major promotions that he's come into. So what does that say about the NWA? And you know, if, they, if they're willing to take chances on guys that have been around uh, for a long time but not necessarily been successful, then fair enough. Give give them a spotlight. Give them that. But there comes a time where you've got to mix it up. There's times where you've got to step away from that, where you go, okay, we've done this for a while now. Now we need something new. We need something a little bit fresh to invest people in. But into. You, and, uh, you, yeah, but you look at the lineage of the NWA. You look at the history of Flair Steamboat, of the Horsemen, of... Barry Windham of Sting of Lex Luger of you know Jushin Thunder Liger being in there for example you, you see that lineage 
You look at the matches, you look at war games. And I know this isn't the NWA of old, but that's what he's trying to do. But he's forgetting that lineage. He's forgetting that the NWA was the home of the 60-minute match. It was the home of the classics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. He needs to remember that. But this is the thing now, you know, because of obviously, you know, the moving on from the NWA to create what WCW became, and there was a lot of NWA stuff that followed in uh, over into that same thing with like the AWA. They kind of some went WCW way, yeah. some went WWE way. You know, um, that obviously with what what happened with WCW was it evolved and then de evolved and then got bought out by Vince. Um, it's a very hard to bring something that has such a prestigious history. And, and it is actually one of the focal core points of so many Hall of Fame legendary careers to kind of reestablish it as a top dog in today's mm. world where where, where mm. money talks. You've got AEW now as well that have come up the last few years, uh, regardless of what you feel about them. WWE seem to be now on and up again. They're mm. steady going up again. Now Vince has uh, stepped down. It's a very, very, it's a very d- difficult um company to be in uh it's, it's a different different uh difficult yeah. company for uh nwa to be in with the likes of impact wwe uh aew now impact obviously we know they have lower audience audiences uh compared to aew and wwe do uh nwa to an extent is very similar maybe even less so but even with impact there's still a lot of everything to offer there's all, all different nwa is stagnating and that is the issue and it's an almost impossible situation for billy corgan to keep nwa relevant with that mindset and i think that's why i say he would be on borrowed time i think the way he needs to look at is look at like you said the lineage of uh what the nwa has, has always been uh previously and think, okay, what do I really want to do with this promotion? Do I want to honour that and make NWA a, a chance to be a platform to create new stars that could potentially move on uh, and become have Hall of Fame careers down the line? Um, should we do that? Because that's, I mean, Sting was young. He was, you know, a, mm. not a nobody, but he was, you know, very green, very young. Mm. He wasn't the massive superstar, but it was working with the likes of Flair, etc. That put Sting on the map. You know, uh, it was a great platform for the Horsemen to become one of the most popular groups uh, around. So he has a product where he could use as actually a platform, not a developmental thing, but a platform to create um, potentially careers for people who might not necessarily be getting a chance elsewhere, but younger. I I disagree with you on that. I think it would be a perfect place for developmental territory. I think you sign up with... All Elite, or you sign... I mean, he won't sign up with All Elite because he's now got a beef with Tony Khan. Um, mm. You you join up with Impact or, or even WWE to a degree and become the old feeder territory. Now, you sign up with WWE. You do a Billy Corgan-WWE relationship. That means Corgan could potentially have access to that historical footage that's on the network, which then brings that lineage back in. But it's just... I don't get why in 2022... You want to go back to a product that was prevalent in the 80s. It feels like it's, you know, uh, a fanboy who's got a copy of a wrestling manager sim and he's trying to live out his dream. And, and yeah. 
you know, that's what it is. We've all done it. We've all played the games. We've all played wrestling main event, main event wrestling manager that's coming out in January on Steam, available soon. Yeah. We've all played TEW. We've all played all the other versions of that, right? We've all got the mods. We've all played the, the fantasy booking. But at the end of the day, these are people's careers. And you can only take someone who is good as Matt Cardona, and Matt Cardona is bloody brilliant. Um, and obviously on course, potentially for a return back to WWE. We might have more on that later. Looking that way. Looking yeah. that way. You know, to, to to turn a turd into a polished piece of gold. And unfortunately, with two-thirds of the match being in the complete dumps, he wasn't able to do that. Now, Nick Aldis has also now spoken. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Nick <laughs> Aldis uh, appeared uh, on, uh, on another podcast and said that, at some point, it feels, Billy Corgan, like he's sort of deliberately going against what the fans are asking for, and it feels like a very spiteful approach. I just don't think it's got anything to do with business. I think it's just to do with ego. And you know what? I think Nick has kind of hit the nail on the head here, because Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins, you cannot deny the impact that they've had on the music industry. He is a revolutionary in that sector, right? Grammy Award winning, obviously going to be in the Hall of Fame, without doubt, if not already. Multi-millionaire, sign the money over to Sony, done, boom, thank you, ma'am, see you later. He doesn't need to do this, but it feels like he's trying to do his best Mr. McMahon impression, but in real life. And that's where I don't see he gets the difference between booking and real and and, and and that's just it. I mean, why in God's name would you put the belt on Tyrus? Well, that that's it. That that for me is just absolutely just dumbfounds me. It really does. But this is again what Billy Corgan needs to be careful of. You know, you know, Vince, billionaire, he, regardless of what product that he puts out, there's always going to be people that are going to buy uh, merch. People who are going to buy you know tickets to shows. Regardless, the ratings went down to record lows, and the company still flying financially etc mm. billy corkin is not a billionaire on vince's level um so to try and have the vince mcmahon stance on things is uh, is almost like you know um dicing with death almost with uh uh with with your promotion uh essentially um so yeah i i, I really don't know i mean this is the thing sometimes you've got to separate your, your your head as a fan and get your business head put on straight and and think what is best for business. You know, it's funny because most people, a lot of people and a lot of fans and a lot of people who, you know, are like us and we're fans, right? Yes, we've been involved in the business or are involved in the business like yourself and, and, and myself. Um, so we have got a little bit of knowledge in order to kind of talk about these type of things. But people piss all over Tony Khan for being a fanboy and wanting to bring in his favourites and do it his way. But Tony Khan love him or hate the guy, he does listen to what the fans say. He does give you the matches that you want to see. Yes, the roster's stacked. Yes, there's not enough TV time. Yes, they've got another four hours on YouTube that they could easily utilise for the rest of the main roster. Yes, they've got Ring of Honor that's that's not doing anything. But he, when he needs to, he listens to the fans. And he apologises if All Elite make a mistake. Mm. Corkin don't do that. Impact no. have apologised for when they've cocked up. And trust me, over the last 20-odd years, they have cocked up a lot. But they've apologised for it. 
I don't think you're yeah. going to see that off Billy Corgan. One person who I know you won't be hearing any apologies from is Tyrus because he took to Twitter and hit out at the haters. Um, he said, Tyrus, Tyrus writes, I know what the woke hater trolls cheer for. Their booze and hate builds my self-esteem, gives me focus, makes me strong. I'll keep winning. You'll keep watching. The New York Times best-selling author, number one late night show and new NWA world heavyweight champion. Do you know the thing I'm getting really sick of in life? Sorry, I know you want to talk, but I'm I'm in a really go, go, bad go, go mood. I'm in a really bad mood. Do you know the thing that I'm really getting pissed off with in life? Is this whole woke crap agenda, right? Yes. Everything has to be linked back to being bloody woke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's. I, I mean, I know it's irrelevant, but as a lot of people know, the World Cup started today, and you know, normally when you're a football fan like I am, um, or soccer fans for our, our US listeners, um, you 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 get excited, you're buzzing. It's the biggest tournament in the world. Like literally, the the, the entire what should have been a presentation with dancers, music and all that that we normally get a World Cup opening ceremony was just all about the negativity to do with Qatar and uh, all the woke stuff and the, uh, um, you know, all the homosexuality things being outlawed and uh, people not feeling free and stuff like that. And it dominates what is supposed to be a positive uh, time, a, a positive event and things like that. And this is what we're having here is, you know, there's something seriously wrong when even... People, you know, wrestlers have to keep jumping onto social media. They have to keep referring to woke stuff. I mean, I, I've lost count of how many times a week somebody somewhere at a promotion mentioned something because someone, a fan or something's happened, gone down, and they feel they need to address it. And it all goes back to the whole woke BS thing again. It's just... Don't get me wrong. Don't don't. We don't need it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. I am all for equality <clears throat> diversity Absolutely. you know and i and i will disagree with you quite heavily on qatar because i i don't think it should have gone to qatar i think that they should have what they've done in terms of you know lgbtq and all that type of thing is is disgusting and yeah. it should be mentioned it should be discussed but it, it even goes as far as a tv show like um I, i'm a trek fan right i'm, I'm a trekkie yeah you're a trekkie i'm yeah. a trekkie sorry uh, but i am um but Star Trek Discovery has been criticised so much for being woke because it's got some tra transgender character on there. Uh, uh, Doctor Who's got a transgender character on there. Why in 2022 do we give about this crap? Because it's all the same. We're all the same. Everybody is the same. I, I can't understand that. We're living in a time where these things, where people choose to live the way, live their lives the way they want to. Like when it's not it, obviously it's a different matter if it's hurting people literally yeah. actually hurting people where what someone chooses to do do with their life live their life who they choose to spend their life with etc is a massive issue it shouldn't be no. if you don't agree if you don't agree with something you don't agree with it that's it just just turn 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 away yeah. ignore it live your life the way you want to live it but what I you think is, but what I think is bad is someone like Tyrus who is putting it in a tweet. Just because mm. people, you know, people are criticizing him being the world heavyweight champion because the guy sucks. Not because he's overweight, not because of anything else. The guy sucks. He can't but, work. And I will say this, but why do people have to hate on Tyrus? Is he booking it? Was it his decision to put the title on him? Probably not. 
You know, at the end of the day, say for example, Andy, you go you you go into a wrestling company, like say say we we we, we do um, David Arquette moment here. You go in uh, as an unknown. You, you're not a professional wrestler, etc. But the guy who does all the booking or the or the president of the company turns around and says, "Oh, just to put a spin on things, just because people won't see it coming, we're going to put the title on you." And you're thinking, "What? Yeah, we're going to put the title on you." Now, as a massive wrestling fan. Generally, really, uh, and knowing you're going to go down in the history books, I mean, uh, right, are you really going to turn around and say no? Honestly? No. You're not. No, you're not. So why is someone who is a professional wrestler, who hasn't held that many championships really throughout their career, let's face it, not, not prestigious ones, he's having the NWA title put on him. Why is it his fault? He didn't make the decision. It's down to the, those who make the booking. So no. all the hatred and, and the negative feedback should be aimed at them, not him. But you know, it won't happen. Said, you know, congratulations, Tyrus. You know, you've got the title. Congratulations, champ. Enjoy it. Just, you suck, you know. but congratulations. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's just it, it frustrates me that so many people are that bored and have nothing better to do in their lives than to constantly complain <clears throat> about everything. You know, it's just as a wrestler, there's one rule as a wrestling fan we should all know by now doesn't matter how much bitching and complaining you do on social media etc if a company makes a decision about something that's the cards that have been dealt you have to deal with it you either stop tuning in don't like to oh, do what a lot of keyboard warriors do so oh i'm not tuning in i'm never watching again etc but still watch every <laughs> single second of that promotion week in and week out still well you know while hiding behind your keyboard if you don't if you don't want to watch it don't watch it you know, there'll be other wrestling fans out there that would disagree with you. That would might turn around and say, "Oh, that's actually I quite like that. That's a bit different," or you know, whatnot. You can't please everybody, well, so was... just it's ridiculous. It really is. But anyway, well, that got heated very quick, didn't it? There we go. It's been a bad week, hasn't it? Andy? It's been it really a crap week. Been a week. You it's can been tell. awful. <laughs> Uh, well, one thing that is good news is obviously the potential return of Stone Cold Steve Austin again. And one man who knows more about returns than I think he's had hot dinners is WWE Hall of Famer, the icon, uh, not Sting, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, who this week on My World, his podcast with Conrad Thompson, well worth a listen if you haven't, was asked a question about what would he do to book Austin? And he went on to say that, I just think, Steve, if I was booking, I would book him against a full-time roster guy and really figure out how to go into it. On the build-up last year, I don't think there was an awful lot, but if Steve is in shape and shows up, I can assure you for Fox, SmackDown would love to have him on, Raw would love to have him on a couple of episodes, but building into Mania, if you've got Rock and whatever it may be, Raw and Stone Cold on SmackDown and Brock and Roman, then you're just star stud. It's brand awareness and Stone Cold is going to bring it. I'm super excited personally for him. So, Austin coming back. Um, He hasn't confirmed it. He hasn't denied it. He said that he's getting back into shape because he's out of shape. Again, I did the inverted commas with the fingers that nobody could see, just like last week. Um, Is he coming back? If so, who do you put him up against? Okay, uh, I don't know. Uh, After seeing him uh, versus Owens at Mania in Dallas this year, I I was pleasantly surprised at how good he, 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 he was. Uh, I know some people have said he didn't look good. I disagree. I thought for a guy who's not wrestled for God knows how many years, um, going up against KO 
in a technically what was a no holds barred match. Um, I thought he did really, really well. And let's face it, fans are not stupid. Well, <laughs> that might be contradictory to what I just said about five minutes ago. But let's put, majority of fans are not stupid enough to know that Austin is getting on a bit. He's not going to be in prime uh, condition. They know what to expect. However, I can assure you that getting Austin to wrestle a match, where even if it's just every now and again in WWE, is going to draw more than what Goldberg will. Because Austin <laughs> has been voted many times before as the greatest superstar of all time. And that doesn't lie. That's That's been voted in all the WWE polls, etc. Um, you know, mm. that's what they said. You know, I've got no issues with Goldberg. Um, but for WWE fans, they would much rather pay to see Austin than Goldberg, uh, uh, in my opinion. They, they would, in, without in, a doubt. In, in fairness, doubt. They, they would pay to see a, a, a Nat compete more than Goldberg and, and get a bigger mm. budget. I mean, all right, the Nat might know. be too... Goldberg does get quite a pop when he when he appears. I don't know like, it's the, it's why the, it's it, the heritage it, it part. does happen. It's the heritage part. But, see, I'd, I'd go a different strategy to this, right? Mm. Oh, I would. I would go a different strategy. And everybody's talking about Roman Rock. I wouldn't mm. do that. I wouldn't do that. It's too obvious. I would do Rock mm. versus Austin. It's WrestleMania... Oh, yeah. In LA, in Hollywood. I'm I'm disappointed we didn't get the Rock Triple H that we thought we was going to get. I mean, we yeah. heard Triple H say in an interview uh, earlier this year it was meant to happen, but Rock was unavailable because of the filming schedule, and then Triple H went and had his um, cardiac uh, health issues and had to retire. Uh, and that's a shame because Rock Rock Triple H during the Attitude Era, especially in like the year 2000, was one of my favourite mm. rivalries of all time. That 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 was fantastic mm. um but whatever they do with this i want it to be a surprise i want that element of surprise that we don't get wwe these days um i i want it to be something goes down all of a sudden the glass shatters everyone's like losing their uh, losing their their uh, their minds the 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 sound that the, the crowds are blowing the roof off the place no one saw it coming and then you know austin's there and then that's it. Next thing we know, we're building up to Austin's going to have a match, whether it be at Mania or, or what. I, I would like to see him in the Rumble. Surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Just out oh, of yeah, nowhere. Could, like you said, work. like you said, glass shatters, out comes Austin, gets eliminated by someone, that sets up the feud for WrestleMania. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. One person who, um, uh, right, uh, yeah. One person who's rumoured <laughs> to either be coming back to All Elite Wrestling or returning to the WWE or just taking the piss out of professional wrestling on his uh, mixed martial arts commentary is CM Punk and wrestling uh, insiders and personalities have really got an opinion about whether or not Punk should return to WWE. And one of them um, is Conan who says on the keeping it 100 that Punk is a proven to be a merchandise seller just for the fact of getting one on AEW, just for the fact of CM Punk coming back home, I'm sure that Hunter's going to tell him, look, the crap you pulled in AEW, that ain't working here. You know that. You can't go into business for yourself. You work this many times a year. Probably probably give him a really light Goldberg schedule. He says Punk will most likely return to make good money. I think WWE, what they've been really good at is anybody can make the money they're willing to make money with. And he's one of the few guys that they can make money with for sure. 
Why wouldn't he go after it? <sighs> well, um, I tagged you earlier on the clip of what they were doing at Cage Fury, uh, what, what they were actually talking about um, with Punk on commentary, where the other two guys on commentary were basically ripping the, the mick out of yeah. um, CM Punk and, and pro wrestling. And Punk couldn't help but turn around and say, oh, apparently I'm I'm really bad backstage and stuff like where he made that sort of comment where he said, oh, you don't want, uh, you don't want me backstage and things like that. Um, he's, I, I don't see him back in AEW. I, I think, uh, I was listening to the media scrum, uh, for full gear. Uh, we was hoping to be able to get questioning. We didn't get the opportunity to do so, but I listened in and questions were asked and Tony Khan was politely declining being able to answer that. Um, I, I think he's done, uh, at AEW. Now, I, I'm, I'm really torn over this because I'm angry with CM Punk as a fan for a lot of reasons because I feel that a guy that was so loved, especially when he joined WWE from Ring of Honor in the mid-2000s, um, the guy had such a promising career. And I feel that there are times where, yes, he's been hard done by, but I think the bitterness has taken over and he's at times made him not handle situations and things very, very well. I personally would love for him to be able to go somewhere where he can wrestle out the rest of his in-ring career and actually go out on a high and not be so remembered for the negative stuff like what's happening in AEW, the fallout with WWE, etc. Um, I think, yes, it, he could have something to offer WWE. Yes, I think the fans will eat it up. I really do. The fact that Triple H is open is a good sign. Um uh, to that. I mean, Triple H has spoken about it. There are bridges that need to be built. Can CM Punk put his towel between his leg, eat a little bit of humble pie and go, okay, from my side, okay, my grievances I could put aside and whatnot, I'll be professional, etc. I don't think he can do that. But I would like him to be able to do that because I feel that, you know, he's got something still to offer WWE, but I don't think he has very much to offer anywhere else in professional wrestling. It, it, I don't. It, it's the fact that you just said, can Punk put his tail between his legs and go back? Uh, no. 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 I don't Punk, believe he Punk won't do that. In fact, I think Ric Flair, who, whether you like the guy or whether you hate the guy for 2022, said, in talking about Steve Austin returning and, and CM Punk potentially coming back as well, you'd have guys jumping off the roof if you brought Punk in and then threw him in the main event at WrestleMania. And you absolutely would. Because you knew, you know damn well, one of the things that Punk would have in his contract would be he would get a run at the World Heavyweight title. And he would be the man to dethrone Roman Reigns. Mm. I, I, I think that if Punk is ever going to return to WWE, I think Reigns would have already been dethroned by then. Uh, if, if I'm honest, I think he would already be dethroned by oh. then. I, I'm not booking uh, Reigns to be champion after Mania. I'm not. I think he drops the title by then. Yeah. Uh, we already know WWE are working on new title designs, so hopefully, the two titles are going to accumulate, uh, going to be united as 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 it's been called. We've been here before. It's, it feels like we're back in 2002, doesn't it? Really, where you've got the big gold one and the uh, the Attitude Era title, and it's like you know the undisputed title sort of thing. Well, um, all I hope is that I don't know. In fairness, all I hope is that that new belt is full of smoke and mirrors. And um, it's a classic winged eagle championship for Cody Rhodes, who will be coming back at the Rumble, will be winning the Rumble, and then will dethrone 
the tribal chief at WrestleMania mm. 30. Yeah, uh, nine. I'm not, I'm not certain that's how it's going to go down. What I, WrestleMania? I'm not certain that's how it's going to go down. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I I don't see Rhodes versus Reigns at Mania. I just don't. I, I don't. But could be wrong. Who knows? One person who does want to be at WrestleMania this year is Logan Paul, who has texted. I love this. He sent a text to Triple H saying, I want John Cena in a match on night one. You know, you don't do things by half, do you, Logan Paul? You just text the COO and head of creative. One one thing I do like about Logan Paul, apart from actually the fact he can wrestle, and like I said, I'm not a fan of him in general, really. He's got some balls. And, you know, the fact that he's approaching, he's recuperating from a couple of serious injuries he's only got for the past couple of weeks. And he's already trying to aim for mania as well as go up against one of the, uh, the, the, the most popular superstars of all time. You know, the guy's got some balls. Well, Give apparently the injuries are not that bad and he could be back for the rumble. Okay. I, as long I, as I he doesn't know. win it, I'm all right. <laughs> Would you want to see John Cena back in the ring again? I mean, we haven't seen Cena compete in a proper match for a while. Cena's always going to return to the ring, isn't he? I think Cena's one of those guys that when he hangs up the, the, the boots, so to speak, uh, for the final time, it will be a big deal. So it, could it? be a big thing made up of it. Yeah. Could it be at WrestleMania this year? Very well could be. Very well could be. I mean, WWE's in good hands without him now. Um, there was that period of time where there was all that question mark, can WWE survive without John Cena? It has done. It's now um, on the up again, as I said earlier, uh, even still without him. I think, yeah, for a uh, for one of those um, kind of like a, a, a um, an attraction match at Mania, uh, and it potentially be seen as farewell match. Why not? Absolutely. Well, but do you book him with Logan Paul though? That's the thing. Or do you put him against someone he's had a massive rivalry with, like Edge, for example? Possibly. We know Edge is on the way out this next year, but I think yeah. What we got to think about is the last few years at WrestleMania have all had a retirement. The Undertaker left the boots in the ring and was gone. Triple H left the boots in the ring and was gone. Obviously, that was a different kettle of fish. So could they continue yeah. the trend? And it's in Hollywood, where Cena they is now a big star. They could both bow out at the same time. They could have Cena versus Edge. It'd be both be that probably they're both both of the most famous rivalries as well uh, is, mm. is uh, against each other. Is probably those two. Um, uh, what they did in 2006 and all that lot was brilliant. Probably some of Cena's best ever matches were against Edge. Yeah, I, th- I would love to see them have a double retirement match where it's there. Both of them acknowledging that re- they retire. They go up against each other and at the end, whoever wins, wins. And they shake hands. They have, you know, they sort of go off with the crowd going, showing their appreciation, saying thank you, etc. And they both walk off into the sunset. I'd love to see that. Well, we've seen people walk off into the sunset before, thanks to um, being future endeavoured by Vincent Kennedy McMahon to pay his um, underhanded payments. But we also know that Triple H has like bringing them back. And a new report from Fightful Select note that several talents brought back to SmackDown are now under three-year contracts, which are set to expire in the summer of 2025. The members of Hit Row, um, reportedly have matching contracts that expire around that time and they're also on three-year deals. It was noted that some of the talents have representation from outside the company and were able to negotiate different deals. Several of the wrestlers brought back were able to negotiate the ability to utilise some of their outside projects and outside platforms which would not have been allowed at the time they were released under McMahon. 
It's worth noting that many of those rules were already relaxed as far back as WrestleMania 38, but now even more are relaxed. The preparation for some of the recent returns ranged from the day before the superstar appeared to less than one week, which was the case with Karrion Cross and Scarlett, to a few weeks to Johnny Gargano, to well over a month for Anderson and Gallows. It was not confirmed that all of these names are under three-year contracts, and there's also no confirmation that Bray Wyatt is signed to a longer contract, but it is possible. I would put money on that one. Um, so far, wrestlers brought back under the Triple H era include Cross and Scarlett, Gargano, Anderson, Gallows, Hit Row, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Dexter Loomis, Emma, Mia Yim, and the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Dakota Kai. That is quite a list since um, since taking over the week before SummerSlam. It is a huge list. Um, I, I like the fact, obviously, they, that was obviously to give them assurances that, you know, we're not just going to bring you back and then release you again like after a year or a matter of months. I think that's more almost like an insurance policy, yeah. um, you know, um, as well as a goodwill gesture to, to show some promise. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good idea. I mean, I'm still not sold on Hit Row. I like, I, 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 there's something about them. They've got something there, but something's missing. There's Swerve. a little bit of an ingredient. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Swerve's got, obviously, but, you know, the, they are missing that, in my mm. opinion. But, I agree. You know, but okay. yeah, that's fine. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that's a good idea to, to, to have... Um, and at the moment, they're all, to an extent, most of them are all going in now. And they've all got some kind of program going on. So it's good. Except for maybe carrying Cross. Well, but uh, I, this, I, I, this I think he's almost like a placeholder. I think the stuff he's doing at the moment is a placeholder mm. for, I think, for, for his next step. Okay. Well, we'll see. Because one person who might be challenging him in the future is Nick Aldis, who is back in the news one more time. Uh, former two-time NWA champion Nick Aldis spoke with Wrestling Inc. about a wide range of topics, including his thoughts on working with the Cody Rhodes. The Cody Rhodes? I was going to call him the American Nightmare. He is the American Nightmare. The Ameri I don't know what I'm talking about today. In 2018, where the two clashed in the now famous all-in pay-per-view. Then again at NWA 70. Uh he said that working with Cody was easy, but they were originally going to do a trilogy of matches. And he said that he and Cody never discussed the finish of their match at All In. He said that, I know that Cody was frustrated and upset with that, but I don't think that he and I are great dance partners. The process with Cody and I was probably the easiest I've ever had. One of the easiest I've ever had, because I don't know. I think we have the same philosophy in the wrestling business. I just understood that was the right thing to do. Obviously, when we talked about the rematch and everything, there was an understanding that we were going to trade it. We were going. We were going to trade it back and forth. But no one ever sat me down in a room and said, I want you to lose to Cody. Uh, it says they both knew what was right for business. Um, we didn't need to have a conversation when it was time for him to do business back the other way. We just understood what was right thing to do for the audience. And just putting it out there for people listening, uh, I know we're mentioning Nick Aldis quite a lot over the past couple of shows. We promise you, honestly, hand on hearts, we're, he's not sponsoring us. We're, we're not in with wow. Nick Aldis. Wow. We're, we're not. He's a friend of Andy's, but that's as far as it goes. <laughs> he does a great range of uh, uh, sports nutrients at LegacySubs.com. Wow. 
Yeah, we go. Wow. There we go. There we go. Now, we, we were talking about the World Cup in Qatar, and uh, obviously tomorrow England face off against Iran in their uh, opening match of the World Cup at 1 p.m. GMT. And guess what? I am training. Uh, I'm actually taking the class for a people through it, and they're not very happy with me. Um, but Progress Wrestling have addressed the announcement uh, about the reaction to them doing a show in collaboration with WrestleFest DXB. Now, Progress are going to go to Dubai the following month to deliver Sons and Daughters of the Desert. Now, being a member of the LGBT group is illegal in the city of Dubai, and doing so can result in punishment. When the news made, it drew criticism on social media. In the city, there are no laws prohibiting discrimination against LGBTQ people. Now, they did release a statement. I did originally put this in the show plan. That statement was seven pages long. Yeah. Um, I mean, look. I've got a lot of friends that are pro progress wrestlers. Um, I've got friends who are progress wrestlers. I've got uh, a lot of friends that are regulars at progress shows. They go to pretty much, you know, majority. Yeah. And there are a lot of progress shows, as you may or may not know. There are. Um, a lot of the fan feedback from what I know, they're not happy about it. Um, I think they're more concerned. Um, maybe kind of a little bit similar to how a lot of fans feel about WWE doing Crown Jewel, etc. over there. Um, they see it as almost like blood money, um, mm. which, you know, I don't have an opinion either way. The way I say, you know, anywhere you could put wrestling on the stage, do it. I, I just want everyone to feel safe, comfortable mm. and accepted wherever they go. Um, like, it's, like all the talk's been about football lately, being for everyone. Wrestling, again, is for everyone. You know, we have you know we know we know wrestlers personally that are transgender we know uh wrestlers that are part of the uh lgbtq community uh they're all fantastic talent they're all wonderful people human beings as well uh we just want everyone to be safe uh that's the yeah. main priority you know in in do you know what was funny and i'm gonna get a little bit philosophical now on a sunday okay. evening at eight o'clock and I'm, and I'm gearing up for the jungle by the way um and strictly come dancing results. I don't know who's been released from Blackpool. But I was in the queue at a supermarket yesterday. And I had a, a four pack of lager, right? Which I put on the conveyor belt. And it went and it went through. And this old chap, this old boy said to me, oh, you've got your priorities right, haven't you? And I went, yeah, you know, you need it, don't you? You need to have, you know, something. And anyway, we got chatting. And he's got a granddaughter that's... Um, got a daughter of their own and, and I, as everybody knows I've got a daughter myself and my daughter's not been too well and um I made this sort of comment about do you know what I'm actually really worried about what she's going to grow into because of the war in Ukraine and Putin's regime and the cost of living crisis and all this type of thing and you know this old man this old boy he looked at me and he went don't worry about it he said don't worry about it he said we've been through it he said and we'll come out of it and we're tough and we're resilient and the world will get through it. And he said, all it needs is for people to start to actually respect each other. And you know, I, I looked at where, you know what? I'm 41 years old. I'm an HR professional and I'm an L&D trainer. And I just went to hear that from an 85 year old. Yeah. And it just puts everything into process. And I agree. I don't think LGBTQ plus should be discriminated against. I don't think anybody should be discriminated against. But is it also right to discriminate against a nation who may 
enjoy the product that you put out. That's the catch 22 situation, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. And without getting philosophical, is that the problem? We look at it from a Western, from a Western society. We look at it and we go, it's completely wrong. Right. From the Middle Eastern side, that's normal to them. So who are we to turn around and say that's that's that, that's, that's wrong, etc. Et I mean that's that's you're you're spot on. That's the thing, you know the the generation now that are in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, these countries which you know outlaw homosexuality and um and and have their laws and their way of you know they're only they're like that because they're they their families, their parents, their grandparents, mm. the predecessors, those who who were there before them, generations before them lived with those beliefs as well we we can't criticize them uh for not knowing any different um it's a shame that there can't be a common ground where maybe some political leader or something in one of these countries can turn around and say do you know what hold on i know the way our con- our countries have been for you know generations and uh and millenniums etc but Times do change. Mm. The world does change. Maybe we should look at creating a different environment, a different life for ourselves and and those who are going to, you know, our our children, our children's children and generations to come. Maybe it's not all bad because this is the thing. They look at some of the, some of uh, the outside countries like ours and uh, definitely the United States. I mean, if we're talking about Saudi Arabia uh, wanting WWE over there and we're saying, well, obviously they must enjoy the product. They know what what is part of that product. Yes, women wrestlers will wear suitable ring attire over there not to offend anybody. And I'm doing the thing, the quotation with the fingers uh, here. Um, You know, why, why, why is that going to be, why is that offensive to them, etc.? Why can't they turn around and say, look, you know, Maybe it's time we learn from other countries, just as other countries have learned f- things from us from different things that we, you know, that we we do. Um, but unfortunately, until that happens, it's not going to change, and it is a huge shame. Yeah. But um, as I said, as long as whoever goes over there, no matter what promotion they wrestle for, and that as long as they feel comfortable over there, they're happy, they're safe. That's all that I, you know, I care about. Um, And I hope that over time, times in certain countries will change. And, you know, they they, they will become a little bit more, not lenient, but more accepting of, you know, that there are other ways in life than there are. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a bit about women's wrestling. There we go. training the advice the tape study all of the help and guys all I asked for one simple thing take a fraction of the work lighten the load off of my shoulders just a little bit but no you see all I got was endless apologies instead of endless results you guys I tried, I tried my hardest to 
help Nikita Lyons. And not only that, I was helping the new recruits. I was helping the new athletes. And the more I helped and the more time I gave them, the more they just clung and leached You cannot talk about the Lioness like Zoe Stark just talked about Nikita Lyons. I'm sorry. And not get a sound effect. I'm, for those those people listening, for the uh, benefit of those listening, I have my head in my hand and I'm shaking it because that, oh, that promo from Zoe Stark. Oh my goodness. Not only was it felt never ending, it was God awful. So, and do you know what? Um, it was. It was. It wasn't even necessary because it was. It's the same shtick that you know thousands of wrestlers have done before when they've turned heel when they've been buddying up to someone before their heel turn. That whole thing again, which is I got sick and tired of carrying them. I got sick and tired of doing everything myself. I got sick and tired of doing it. And they were losing. They were doing. And it's like, yeah, we've heard it a million times before. Like. You know, do does this have to go? Um, you know, we don't need your life story. We don't need this to go on for half an hour. That's how it felt. It felt an eternity that promo did, and yeah, no. I, I don't get me wrong. I think turning heel is going to do wonders for Zoe Stark. I think it was necessary, but that promo really wasn't necessary. Not not for that length of time either. Yeah, but she shouldn't be taking it out on the lioness. I'm sorry, she's got the heart of a lion, Nikita Lyons. Trust me, I've added that to my. I've added a theme song to my Spotify playlist, and I had it about three times on the way down here today. Right, okay, for our listeners and everything, you can catch us up on on. You can email us, okay, at Square Circle Podcast twenty twenty two at gmail You can hit us up on WhatsApp on o double seven two four three one two seven five two, and that please get your messages in and let me. Are you any of you guys really? on par with Andy Evans when it comes to Nikita Lyons. A little bit of the bubbly. You are the only one. A little bit of the bubbly. We've had a WhatsApp come in that says Andy is absolutely correct. Nikita Lyons is the future of the WWE. In fact, she will be the women's champion on the main roster very soon. Sent in by Andy Evans at age 41. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I've got my own little bit of the bubbly. All right. Okay. okay. So moving on to something just a little bit without taking the mickey out of me anymore. Uh, but keeping on with women's wrestling. So last week, you it was, this is your idea. You said you wanted to talk about evolution and empower and why WWE yeah. and NWA were not going to do another one. So why aren't they? Go for it. This is your topic. Right. Well, okay. So um, Empower, I'm not so sure, but when it comes to WWE with uh, Evolution, I think I I remember, I don't know if people remember, there was a show or two ago, I said that that there had been a period of time over the last couple of years where women's wrestling in WWE is starting to stagnate again, uh, where Becky was out injured for a long period of time leading up to... um, SummerSlam last year um, and then this past year we, we, there was a lot of injuries um, this is one of the reasons why I said that finally getting EO Sky and um, Dakota Kai moving up from NXT was a really good thing for the women's division uh, it, it basically come down to poor, poor booking, Oscar was 
nowhere to be seen. Even when she was wrestling, they weren't doing anything with her. Uh, again, I put it down a lot of it down to Vince. Now, since SummerSlam this year and Triple H taking over, we're starting to see the women's division building up again and, and, and building and building and building. And so in some ways, I can understand why there hasn't been an evolution pay-per-view uh, or women's pay-per-view since the last one um, because of the way the division was going. Now, I think we're getting to a point where I think that at least by this time next year, I think it would be time for us to bring back um, another one again. But um, They can even throw in some NXT women's matches into that as well. Okay, so just playing devil's advocate on that. Triple H, we know, is against gimmick pay-per-views, right? Mm-hmm. He's against things like Hell in the Cell. He's against Money in the Bank. He's against TLC. They've got... Don't, people don't kill me for this comment. Is a women's only pay-per-view a gimmick? Do they, ne- do they need to have their own... For WWE, do the women need to have their own pay-per-view to be able to showcase what it is they can do if they're not if they're given enough TV time and spots on the normal seven and a half hour pay-per-views that they run every other week, right? What's the difference, right? Because what we're getting at, the men don't have their own pay-per-views, right? There's not there there's not the male revolution. Sorry, you've just answered John. You've you've just given the the answer. Do they need to because uh, now that they're getting a fair enough amount of TV time? No, they don't. But were they before Triple H was t- uh, took over? No. Women's matches were getting scaled down to like two, three, four yeah, minute yeah, matches agreed. again. Yeah. So therefore, it would have probably been necessary. Now, not so much. But it would still be nice to have one. But then again, the uh, I think what was so special about the, the, the Evolution pay-per-view that we did have was it was a lot of past and present and future. It covered all those all those uh, bases. Mm. Now, it's not so necessary. But at the same time, it does make you wonder, is there any harm in having a one-off uh, women, all-women's pay-per-view uh, just showcasing NXT, Raw, SmackDown, women's, uh, just throw them all together and that. It doesn't have to be a massive, massive card, but you can put on seven, eight women's matches, put all the titles on the line, in those matches, you can have number one contenders matching them. Just, just give, let them have their their night where it's just them. I don't the, see anything wrong with it. I, I don't see think, why it doesn't make as much sense to do it now, but I still think it would be nice to do. I don't see any problem with it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I for all the criticism that it got, and let's say it wasn't the best pay per view in the world, it was tarnished with injuries because of Alexa Bliss not being able to pick up against Trish. I thought Evolution was a fairly good pay per view event, right? I like One the, of the fact, best ones about you. Yeah, I like the fact that they changed the commentary team to be, you know, Renee Paquette and, and Beth Phoenix. I thought that was fantastic. But when you consider that, like you've said earlier on, and, we, and we've gone a few times, the, the amount of TV time they're getting both on Raw, NXT and on SmackDown is now increasing and on NXT level up to a degree as well. Um, the fact that the women's Royal Rumble match takes place every year which does contain some past elements if you want that or some guest stars doesn't really need it now because you've got nxt and um isla dawn debuting a toxic attraction you've got you know four members of toxic attraction there you've got the lioness you've got zoe stark you've got you know cora jade loads of talent in nxt that could fill half of that battle royal now and then the main roster i just don't know if 
there's a need for it and is it just wwe trying to would they now get criticized for trying to put something on um just to get the money in and then would it be a network exclusive and purely a network exclusive so you know i I don't know i'm in two minds about it empower now nwa empower is a different story because nwa empower didn't happen because Corgan and, and Murdoch have said that they don't think there is enough women ready for TV time. That is a load of BS. Because if you look at Impact, for example, forget AEW, Chelsea Green, Diana Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, Marina Shafir. Yeah, Rosemary. You've got Giselle people, Shaw. Women have been around for a while. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea Green, we know where she's heading by the looks of it. It almost seems a dead cert from what, what the, uh, the the uh, the sources are saying. But yeah, absolutely, there is. And uh, this is one of the reasons why I wish this whole forbidden door thing would, would rigid. Could you imagine if we were to have a women, all women's pay-per-view where we were to get women, female talent from AEW, New Japan, Impact, WWE and NWA? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? That would be, be phenomenal. It'd be amazing, but it won't happen. But no, it'd it be amazing. Happen. You could see someone like the NWA working with Dan, uh, Dan Reed in Pro Wrestling Eve, mm. the home of European women's wrestling, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Are, th- are you telling me that those girls are not TV time? One of those women from Pro Wrestling Eve that made a name for it has just become the AEW Women's Champion. Jamie but, Hater. But they're not ready for TV time. No, yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't buy into that at all. That's where know. the that's where I think the problem is coming from. I think you can actually take WWE and AEW out of this equation. You know, Soraya, Britt Baker, Jade Cargill to a degree, Nyla Rose, um, Tay Conti, Anna Jay, Julia Hart, who is really developing quite well, Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter. This goes on and on and on and on. You, that, this is it. You know, you've almost got a, a full match card made out of just those names. It, you know, you you are you're, you're spot on, Andy. It's, I, I don't ever buy into those excuses. No, uh, really, really don't. Really, I mean, you, really you don't. talk about this forbidden but, door pay per view. You know, you you just mentioned the forbidden door pay per view. Your main event, right, is Diana Perazzo versus Soraya. Or Diana Perrazzo versus Britt Baker, Soraya versus Chelsea Green, or Jordan Grace, or Marina Shafir, or Chelsea Green. You've just Jay Cargill versus Jordan Grace. I know there's a height difference, but perhaps yeah. about muscle and strength and athleticism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got it. Once Cassie mm. Lee and Jesse McKay, once Cassie's had the little one and they come back into the ring again, the inspiration against Tay Conti and Anna Jay. If if they come back, because uh, from yeah. what I'm hearing, it, they're they're fo- going to focus on other ventures um, outside the ring. But no, I would love to because I was a massive fan of them, even as the Iconics back in their NXT days. I mean, everyone who knows me knows how much love I have for um, Cassie Lee slash Peyton Royce. Uh, I, I honestly, I just think there was so much talent there that was just so under underutilized. I think they would have really have um, thrived under Triple H. I really do think they would have thrived under Triple H. I mean, he was one that helped, you know, make them the way they were when they were in NXT together before they got their call up. So, you know, they are Triple H girls. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just need to. Uh, anyway, enough said about that. But speaking right. of NXT, I just want to go over. Um, 
finally, NXT have announced, or Shawn Michaels has announced uh, what's coming up on this um, this new NXT Deadline event that's due to be coming up. They've announced the Iron Survivor Challenge uh, uh, matches. Now, Andy, what do you make of these? Right. So, so the, the, the rules are, well, apparently well, it's supposed to be simple. Let, simple. Stefan, hold off. Yeah. Let's go to the Heartbreak Kid. Let's do it. NXT is a brand focusing on developing the superstars of tomorrow, but also a brand focused on innovation. On Saturday, December 10th at NXT Deadline, we will present to you a revolutionary new match never done before in WWE history, the Iron Survivor Challenge. There will be two Iron Survivor Challenges at NXT Deadline, one for the men and one for the women. Five superstars will compete in this unique 25-minute match. They will battle each other and the clock. Two superstars will start the match. Every five minutes, a new superstar will enter until all five are in the ring. The goal of the match is to have the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes. Falls can be won at any time via pinfall, submission, or disqualification. When a superstar wins a fall, they will earn one point. However, when the superstar loses a fall, they must pay the penalty. They are forced out of the ring and into the penalty box for 90 seconds. Once the 90 seconds are up, that superstar can re-enter the match. The superstar who has scored the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes will be named the Iron Survivor and become the number one contender for the NXT Championship. The superstars competing in this one-of-a-kind, first-time-ever match will be announced in the coming weeks. Thank you, and we'll see you Saturday, December 10th at NXT Deadline. Yeah. Um... King of the Mountain match, Championship Scramble. Essentially, that's what I I thought he was describing. Uh, you know, I love HBK, but I was just kind of thinking well, it doesn't sound very innovative to me because it sounds like stuff we have actually had before and in WWE haven't really done for quite a while. But you know, not very innovative in my opinion. I don't think it is at all. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, that's got my that's that's piqued my interest. Is how how is it going to play play out? Um, are there going to be people going to uh, forget live on air some of the rules? Is it a showcase for disaster? Because mm. let, let's face it, NXT isn't all that great these days. It's it's not great television. It, it it's okay. Um, if they didn't have Nikita lines in there, Andy, I'm pretty sure you'd have similar uh, uh, thoughts on it than what I do. Uh. Because I like Elvis. I like, like Kaylee Ray. I like Kaylee Ray. I'm a big, big fan of Mandy Rose. Oh yeah, and and I'm intrigued Best to see what they do with Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray now. If they're going to pick up from the NXT oh. UK. Yes. Now that was one of the things I wanted to touch on was Isla Dawn debuting in NXT. Um, I am. A big fan of Isla Dawn. I, um, I, I really, I think she's amazing. She is my Nikita Lyons. Like what Nikita Lyons is to you, Andy, Isla Dawn is to me. No, we can't have it all, can we? I mean, you know, Nikita <laughs> Lyons is a one-off. I, I, you know, I'm going to predict it now. Isla Dawn will be the one. I know she's aligned with Toxic Attraction, but she will be the one to take the title off Mandy. Interesting, interesting. I've got a feeling though how it's going to play out is that uh, Kaylee Ray, uh, because I refuse to call her Alba Fire, 
Um, Kaylee Ray is going to dethrone Mandy Rose, and I think that's where we're going to see a program between Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray and Toxic Attraction get moved up to either Raw or SmackDown. Mm. I agree, and it's about time. Mm-hmm. It's about it is about time they um they got moved up. They got moved up, right? So yes. we come out of this bit and start talking about uh, top picks because I, I think that's yep. where we're moving into. I think we're I think we're yep. there. I think we're moving into. Do we do we have a this is your life this week? Do we? Well, I need to know because it's next on the playlist. So do we? <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Nikita Lyon, um, not Nikita, sorry, uh, uh, Zoe Stark, um, we, we apparently do. Well, it might as well have been a whole segment of This Is Your Life. Jeez, I'm, I'm going to be traumatised by that promo, you know that. Yeah, because you, you, you've pivoted around that topic really well. <laughs> you've done a Matt Hancock on The Jungle. Uh, right, let, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to a break and then we will come back and start talking more about uh, this week that um, this week has happened. Watch me, watch me. told you i'd get it in i told you i would get it in for those of you who don't know that was wwe heart of a lion the nxt theme song for the lioness nikita lions who did an instagram live the other day and said if anybody wants to send her merchandise and she popped her address on screen i'm half debating it oh no 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 and do you know what for playing that i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get my own back on you sometime i'm gonna end up purposely playing the fabulous rougeau brothers entrance things from the 80s how are you gonna do that i'll find a way trust me i produce it (laughs) (laughs) i'll find a way although i wish in quite in quite honestly i wish you would produce it tonight because you would have done a better job i got the wrong intro at the beginning uh yeah just kind of you know forgotten about that I, i'm sure our listeners will forgive you know your week of turmoil um and, and put it down to that's what it's been we'll be next next week's show and that will be on fire as we normally were hopefully yeah, it's not been a bad show you know just yeah. no. anyway Absolutely. right let's let's touch on this week because you know we would be remiss to do top picks without talking about last night's pay-per-view which was aew full gear uh went down live on pay-per-view on uh fight tv we had some big returns, the return of the elite, an amazing promo from Dynamite this past week with Death Triangle basically saying enough of the BS, what's going on. Then the graphic comes up and you see the announcement for the elite versus, and they're still going by the name, the elite. I thought they would have dropped that considering they were doing the whole vignettes with taking the E out of AEW. That didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I'm still puzzled by that. Um Unless there's another meaning for it, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, I haven't really given a damn. <laughs> if I'm completely <laughs> honest, I love Kenny and, and the Bucks. Any, I do, I do love the guys, but I've, I've just honestly, I've, I don't know. I've just not been overly. I'm glad they're back, um, but the whole thing with removing the E and whatnot, it doesn't hasn't bothered me in the slightest. Well, I'm glad so. that Kenny Omega's back because last night at. Um njpw's x stardom historic crossover event kenny omega announced his return to new japan specifically 
It's for Wrestle Kingdom 17 on January the 4th, 2023 against Will Ospreay. That is going to be a barn buster. Oh, money. That is a money match. That, so that, that, that might even be worth actually buying the pay-per-view. Buying yeah, Wrestle Kingdom that's, that's 17. Yeah, that, that match is going to be a cracker. We've seen them teasing it in All Elite. you got to think Tony Khan must be peed off that he didn't book this one one-on-one. Well, he's had the opportunity to, but, you know, unfortunately he didn't. So, I mean, not to say that they never would end up, um, you know, meeting in the ring in AEW um, at some point. Who knows? Uh, we, it could end up seeing them at the next Forbidden Door. Who knows? Well, I think it'll be a much more hard-hitting match in... Japan and oh, Tokyo definitely. than it would be in the US. I, I can't wait. I am looking forward to this one. So some highlights then from Full Gear. We obviously saw the return, the the return after five years being on the shelf of Soraya uh, and a great moment with Zack Knight, Zack Zodiac being ringside and actually named on camera. I mean, that for him... Yeah, yeah, I've known Zach for a number of years. You know, I haven't spoken to him for a while, but I've known him for a number of years. And I remember seeing him when he was a youngster at Real Quality Wrestling with Len Davies, who I want to big a big shout out to Len. Len has been going through such a traumatic year this year. And um, for anyone who doesn't know Len, Len had his um, leg amputated following uh, a fall in the battle with diabetes. Now that was in, I believe, June. Um, Len had further surgery and, and almost died on the operating table. Now, Len has been releasing some Instagram journeys or videos of his journey, and he is so inspirational. And I've known him for years. I did commentary with, with, with Len when Lee and I did the original Squared Circle. Um, and uh, yeah, mate, you know, you, you've got it in the bag and he's such an inspiration. So Len, I know he wished he would have been at Full Gear last night. I really do. And he would have loved to have been at Frightmare. With WAW, but yeah. anyway, um, thoughts with Len at the yeah. moment. But to see yeah, Zach, so, yeah, sending you some uh, a lot of love and a lot of well wishes, Len. Hope, uh, hope things go well for you, mate. Yeah, but to see Zach on pay per view in the moment. US, just amazing. That yeah. gave me goosebumps. I right? mean, you know, it's, it's well documented the fact that Zach didn't get you know his opportunity on the big stage. Uh, where Soraya did, and we, you know, we we know all about the other background. But it was a lovely, it was a beautiful moment to see. Um, and how well did our girl do? Oh, amazing! She hadn't missed a beat. There was a bit of ring rust, a beat. but yeah, not... a little bit of ring rust, which is to be expected. It's forgivable, but she looked fantastic. She really did. Yeah, and and what better opponent to go up against than Britt Baker? Say what you Absolutely. want. Say what you want against Britt. She is one of the top female stars in this business. I'm a fan of Britt Baker anyway, so, yeah, you know, I'm not going to crap on her. Um, but, yeah, perfect opponent for Soraya's first match. Yeah. I mean... Uh, in the info, it was great. You know what was great about this pay-per-view? There was three women's matches on it. Hmm? You know, Jade Cargill went up against Nyla Rose for the TBS Championship, but the one that's got everybody talking is the... I, I refuse to call this interim anymore. You know, Tony Khan's been teasing it. He just needs to pull the bubble on this now. The AEW Women's Championship, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter from Southampton. Um, we have a new AEW interim world women's world champion in Jamie Hayter. It was everything that those girls promised. That build-up was beautiful. It was a really nice slow build-up from the moment Storm entered All Elite Wrestling back in the summer. 
to now and just to see how Jamie has grown over the years is unbelievable. You know, I, I remember yeah. seeing Jamie in UPW uh, and I called a few of her matches and, and I remember talking to, to, to Jamie backstage and she had a match against the Amazon Aisha Ray and it was a no holds barred match that went out into the streets of Dorchester. And it's a shame it wasn't filmed properly. Uh, there's a cam version of it on the Retro Chat YouTube. But, you know, I wish they'd got their, their butts in gear and actually got it filmed properly because that was where you saw Jamie and Aisha showing what they could do on a main stage. I mean, that was just unbelievable. And this match yeah. was exactly the same. I'm over the moon for her. Um, I, I agree. They need to pull the uh, interim thing out. I mean, I know I, I uh, read uh, somewhere um, some rumours uh, over the past couple of days where they're saying that apparently Tony Khan is really considering pulling um, the title from uh, from Rosa. Um, you know, may, maybe that is the best thing to do right now. Um, you know, because um, you can't have all this months and months and months of, you know, this whole interim uh, women's champion thing. It's I mean, just, you don't wish any performer ill. Make a decision. Yeah, you don't wish any performer ill health, right? But no, it's very convenient that all the backstage reports were coming out of her, of her having heat issues with Tony Storm, cowering in the back when she broke Jamie's nose, and then all of a sudden Rose's off with a back injury indefinitely. That it, it seemed very coincidental. Yeah, I, I don't. I think she's just having a timeout. I think she's having timeout. No, uh, I, don't. I don't think she's injured. I, I you know, I'm, I'm just speculating here. I'm not saying I don't, I don't think she's a liar or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. My, I, I personally feel that it was a case of mm. let's let some of this die down. Go and have some time off, time away with your husband. Do your thing. Come um, Do your, you know, your, your vlogs and whatnot and that, and we'll take care of things here yeah. for now, and then we'll wait until the time's right. Um, but I don't. I, I think it might be best for her to um, be stripped of the title for now. Uh, if she's going to come back, she's going to come back. She's going to get the opportunity anyway. So, ah, just, just I, I don't think much of Thunder Rosa anyway. I don't think she's that good a performer. Well, she's okay compared she, to the know, likes she's not of in the world on fire, is she? But no, but compared to the likes of Tony Hader, Britt, Soraya, yeah. she's nowhere in that league. Even Jay Cargo. Yeah, I, mean, I, I met. Could... Yeah, I mean, I met. I met Rosa. Um, spent a bit of time talking to her. She said she comes across really, really, doesn't come across arrogant at all. Mm. She came across very humble. Um, she was great to have a conversation with. Um, but, you know, we, we're not there, are we? We don't know what, what gets That's said and what happens behind yeah. the scenes. We don't. We're not backstage, are we? We're not backstage. No, we're not. So, what matches on there kind of let you down? Uh, I don't think any match particularly really let me down. I, I went into full gear with with cautious expectation because with this is my issue with AEW. This is I'm not an AEW super fan like some people are. The reason being is because I still think three odd years down the line, AEW still don't know what promotion, what kind of wrestling promotion they want to be. I, I, I genuinely really feel mm. that. Um, I feel that sometimes they're a little bit all over the place. Um, I, I don't think any match particularly really let me down as such um it's more of i think i was pleasantly surprised by some of the stuff that went down i, I would say put it down there i mean um danhausen for example um not so very nice but very evil um 
And I loved seeing that side of him. Now AEW finally got to see that side of him. I hope he can start getting booked more than just as a comedy character because he can't, Donovan Danhausen can Mm. wrestle. Yeah. He's got the ability there. And I would like to actually see him, you know, actually getting some more ring time, get some more TV time as a performer uh, than just doing comedy skits and, you know, just being in people's corner. He's a a great talent, an absolutely great talent. And he just needs that ability to be given it. And I'm I'm the same as you. I'm glad they've done it with him. I think the one match that didn't disappoint, although I'm disappointed in the results, is the four-way for the ROH Championship. Yeah. I mean, this would have been the moment where you pulled the trigger and you either gave it back to Danielson or Castagnoli or, for a complete shock, Guevara. And then you had the the junior versus the mental. This would have made more sense if they hadn't done the whole Daniel Garcia swerve and it was Garcia in the match. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Jericho retains. So where do you go now? With Jericho in the Ring of Honor Championship. Well, we spoke about this a couple of months ago, didn't we? We we, we discussed this whole Jericho being ROH champion. uh, And we said he's just a placeholder for it to go on Garcia. We would get that. Yeah. That's what odds on money. That's what we thought was going to happen. But they did this swerve with uh, Garcia turning on Danielson. And it just, for me, I, I can't, I don't know what they're planning here. I don't. I mean, Jericho's at the point of his career where he doesn't need titles, really, now. He is, you know, he's there because he's Chris Jericho. He's, you know, um, you know, regardless of what people's perceptions are of Jericho being the age he's at and the shape he's in, etc., and still being w- w- one of the top guys uh, in a huge promotion, Jericho's money, he's, he's over. He's entertaining. He offers a lot still. But when it takes away from the younger talent that are working their asses off that want that opportunity that deserve to have you know uh, these opportunities with these titles that's when it gets to me a little bit Mm. that's when it starts you know i'm kind of like head in the hands and i don't entirely agree with it i genuinely don't know what what they've got what tony khan's got in 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 his mind at the moment i really don't you don't think and i'm saying this with a smile on my face even though nobody can see it that final battle they're going to announce a TV deal or a streaming deal. And Jericho is going to be the face of Ring of Honor, at least temporarily, to get it off the mat. I think they could do that. But Jericho drops the title to who is going to be the title holder going into the relaunch of Ring of Honor. So there's one name that has recently signed with All Elite based out of Florida that used to hold the belt. I can't think of anyone better than Bandido. And they had a cracking match on Rampage a few weeks ago. Yeah. Why not have Jericho Bandido too? Yeah. And and have Bandido take the title. It, it would make sense. And that's the only way I can see. Sense. They've got to drop it to someone, Ring of Honor. Yeah. I don't oh, see how Jericho definitely. can hold it. I think that his purchase of Ring of Honor, although I, I, you know, I've been saying I hope that he does it justice, I think he's actually one of the best things that can happen to Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling because of their stacked roster that they have they can delegate a chunk of the talent over to ring of honor yeah i i agree with you but what i don't understand with the ring of honor thing is why when you've got 
dark and you've got dark elevation mm. two youtube shows that don't really mean anything why haven't you given that over to ring of honor at least to keep that brand alive i thought maybe they're just waiting for the right time for him to do it maybe, maybe. that is what yeah, they're maybe. doing they're waiting for this big maybe. relaunch and that's what they're going to do possibly well we'll find out hopefully in a few months time um absolutely the other match that i think everybody needs to talk about and we played the clip at the beginning of the show um was the world heavyweight championship and it was mjf moxley it didn't fail to disappoint it was everything that we expected i believe and more and then you had the um pièce de résistance the brass knucks the swerve regal and the devil together i called that off a um a regal um screwing moxley um i just i, well, I, the I just went, when we had that big promo uh exchange between regal and mjf the other week on dynamite i the, the clocks upstairs were were turning and i kept thinking i think regal was going to screw moxley um I really do because I always said to you, didn't I, about the uh, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club? I don't see it being a long no. thing. I don't see it really going anywhere uh, as a collective. Uh, if you take Regal away from that, essentially it collapses. Yeah, um, because he's the only link to Blackpool yeah. there is for starters, yeah. anyway. Yeah, um, and I loved it. I, I thought it was so very well done. Uh, it's leaves that whole thing where it keeps Moxley strong because he was screwed. He was laid out by brass nuts. So it doesn't damage Moxley in any way. It plays into MJF still being a bit of a heel. Um, you know, whether or not we're going to see Regal align himself with MJF going forward or whether MJF's going to turn around and say to Regal, do you know what? I, I didn't need you, but thanks for the assist anyway. I'll take it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Well, um, according to the the post-media scrum that aired, the post-press conference that aired after Full Gear, uh, MJF was in full MJF glory. We cannot play you what he said. We just can't. It's full of F-word expletives. I'm, but what he did I'm say... I'm thinking... Yeah, go on. But what he did say was you'll find out more about Regal and MJF this Wednesday night on Dynamite. So there's your hook. I mean, I'm intrigued. I loved it. Oh, Yeah. I, I was just going to say, maybe um, seeing as we've got some uh, sound effects that have been pop, popping on, like a little bit of the bubbly and all that lot, maybe we could get a woo for uh, editing out swear words. Because ah, then if I ever do. go on a rant, we yes. can get uh, and accidentally drop any F-bombs, we can get a woo. Ah, that, that would be, yes, we, we might try that next week. Yeah. We might try that. So, uh, But yeah, just let you know, the media scrum, the MJF thing, it basically would have been full of woos with the odd uh, sporadic word in between. I don't think there would have been another one. When I watched it, I can't remember there was a word in it. Right, let's let's <laughs> let's look at top picks then for this week. Um, what was your top match across all of TV and pay-per-view this week? Dead air on the radio. It's always good. Mm. Always good. See, I, I'm I'm well, torn. I've got I've got a couple, and yeah, unfortunately, yeah, they're all from Paul Gear. Um, across all TV this week, across all TV pay per views, whatever you've watched, what is your top match? Wow. Do you know what? Because it's been so long um, since they've been in the ring, and how emotional it was, and how great it was to see, and we never thought we was going to see it again. I'm going to go with uh, Baker Soraya. Good choice. 
Good choice. I am. Yeah, there, I there's much more choice. in that than just the wrestling for me. Yeah. No, it's a fantastic choice. I mean, that was one of mine was Soraya Breaker. Yeah. But I think I have to go with the match we were just talking about, Moxley, MJF mm. for the world title. Yeah. Incredible. That would have been my other choice. But yeah, I'm going with Baker Incred- or Soraya because of everything that entails with it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's two that we're going to wait to the end and that's the top show or event of the week and the top promotion. Mm. We'll wait for the end of those. What was the top angle for any promotion? This week. The top angle. Yeah. I am going with Bray Wyatt LA Knight. Oh, very nice. From this past Bray week Wyatt, on SmackDown. LA. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go for Toxic Attraction, Isla Dawn and Elba Fire from NXT. I think that was beautifully done. And whereas you thought they were about to pull the trigger on Elba Fire, Isla Dawn comes in. That took NXT UK by storm, that feud. And now they're going to do it on the main stage in the US. I love the fact that my number two picks are your number one picks. I love the fact that we're very, very succinct because I am torn on that on, on every decision I've made so far. I'm very torn, Yeah, but there's just something in it for me that uh, the reason why I went with LA Knight Bray Wyatt is um, LA Knight showing how incredibly stupid he is to provoke a guy like Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt. The fact that just the subtle thing like Bray Wyatt arguing with himself in the background when the Usos and, uh, crossing that or talking backstage, just seeing Bray White in the background arguing with himself. You know, the, the, what this guy is putting into this character development with these split personality, all this yeah. sort of stuff that's going on <clears throat> is absolutely brilliant. And there was something Alexa Bliss uh, that shared the other day. It was a picture of Dark Alexa with the contacts in. And if you actually look at the contacts, they're actually matched the exact uh, Wyatt Six logo that he has on his Twitter handle with the, the white with the red ring around there. And I just thought that her pointing that out was a nice, subtle um, little, you know, nod to that as well. That's got to happen. But I'm just loving, yeah, I'm just loving the slow burning build up to this whole Bray Wyatt thing where he's not giving, he's given us a lot, but not giving us a lot each week. He's given us enough to keep us invested. Exactly. But I like the fact that they are getting him into some sort of feud now, which is what they need. Now, top promo vignette for this week I'm actually going to go to Monday Night Raw and I'm going to go to Mia Yim announcing that she was joining Bliss, Asuka and Belair against Damage Control and Nikki Cross at War Games and then the unveiling of Rhea Ripley as the fifth woman for Damage Control. I think that is setting up War Games really nicely. Now we know Monday Night on Raw, it's the advantage match to find out which team gets the advantage and the fifth member of, of the face hit team is going to be unveiled. So who's it going to be? Because I've got my my money here. I Go with me. Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte or Becky I, Lynch? One of the two. I don't think it'd be Becky. I don't think it'd be Becky because of what happened at SummerSlam. Um... I don't think it'll be Becky. I think Becky's to be a face when she comes yeah. back. Um, yeah. No, no, to, to join like the face team. Well, that's it. They, they've got, the faces have got one spot left to announce. The girls, the damage yeah. control and Rhea Ripley have all been done. It could be Becky and Charlotte, one for each team. Well, um, if, I think we could probably rule Sasha Banks out. <laughs> yeah, thank God for that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Although, we still don't know what's happening with Naomi. No. Um, let's move on. 
Top. <laughs> no, but honestly, but we think we know Naomi can 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 go, but it's kind of like I think the whole feel the glow thing now dead in the water. I think what a way for her to come back and be repackaged. Yeah, agree. I'm just I'm just playing like because we don't know what's going on. She's I... more likely to show up than Sasha Banks is at the moment when Sasha's going on with all her Mercedes, well, like, all their other stuff. She's I I do wonder if they're going to pull a swerve on us. And it's going to be Who Chelsea, knows? and it'll be Chelsea Green. Could be Chelsea Green. Oh, ah, oh, Tegan Knox and Chelsea Green. Tegan Knox and Chelsea Green. There we go. That'd work. Is Tegan's rumored to be back coming back? Yeah, that would be intriguing. That would that be would intriguing. Be. I'm still intrigued to see who else is going to. Um, uh, well, we we uh, on, on how the whole bloodline versus um, the brutes and KO is going to play out because. Obviously, as we know, there were rumours circulating recently that KO had been injured at a house show and was due to be out, I think, up to six to eight weeks, which meant he would have missed Survivor Series. But SmackDown, he's back. he comes back as the, uh, the, the the ex-member. Whether or not he's going to screw over, um, I, I think that it, there's something very significant about the Sammy and Kevin Owens relationship in with regarding this match, uh, their history. I, I've, I I can see one of them screwing over their team. Yeah, I don't think it'll be Sammy. He's he's on too much of a roll with the bloodline. That's 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 what I'm thinking. I'm thinking KO. Yeah. May. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Okay. So now we move on to the big three. Yes. Who was the top superstar, male, female, from any promotion this past week? Oh, that's a tough one. I think what I'm going to do from next week is I'm going to get some thinking music and we'll just play it in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have to... Yeah, okay. Um, This week, across all promotions... Oh, it's a tough one because there's some that have really stepped up this week. Do you know what? I'm going to say for for this this week, uh, and I'm going to go Austin Theory. Okay, interesting. We're now seeing what Austin Theory can do under Triple H's regime. Yeah. I know. And I like, it's the first time I've really enjoyed saying Austin Theory's done. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'm going to get back to him. I'm actually going to go for Britt Baker. Okay. Because, and, I, and the reason for Britt is I didn't go for her in the, in the top match, but the last couple of weeks on Dynamite, she's done some killer promos to, to lead up to this match. And, they was there was genuine heat between her and Soraya going into that match, but you couldn't get a better person for Soraya to be safe in the ring with than than Britt. That's what I was going to say. I think that's one of the reason why I a lot more respect these to be top Britt Baker's name for that match because there must there must be a huge weight on your shoulders when someone so significant is going to have their first match in all that time against you and you have got to make sure that they get through that as safe uh, yeah. as possible yeah and to be able to not only have a really really good match but to be able to do that even if there was real heat there in the background to be able to do that it shows what an ultimate professional brick maker is yeah and fair play to it absolutely okay so the big two the top yep. show or event of the week full gear it has to be right it has to be. There, there, there was, like I said, they didn't really do a lot wrong. Uh, it was a solid pay-per-view. Um, for me, an 8 out of 10. Um, maybe push it to an 8.5 out of 10. 
Uh, it was one of the stronger pay-per-views um, they've done. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to All Elite for... So mine is going to be NWA Hard Times. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's really not. <laughs> um, it, it's all it's full gear. It has to no, be right. Sorry. Yeah, um, this is your life at uh, um, 30 minutes with uh, Zoe Stark day premiering this week on NXT. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I, I, I just, I've only got one thing to say. Um, no, no, just, just no, no. Now 30 minutes with Nikita Lyons. Yeah, maybe. Um, so that brings us on to the big one. Now, last week, the top promotion, you and I both went with WWE. Yes. Is it going to be the same again? Because I'll tell you now, I've gone with all elite wrestling. I'm going with AEW as well. I don't think you can't. I think the TV this week was great. I think Dynamite was a... Dynamite didn't feel like a standard two-hour wrestling event. It went like that. Rampage, again, was quick and it felt succinct. Rampage feels like it's got a direction now. And Full Gear, brilliant. Yeah, I think Raw and SmackDown were decent shows, but I didn't think, you know, they they were they were decent shows with the odd top moment spots on them yeah. uh, for me. They they were it was basically they were they were an episode each, an episode of Raw and an episode of SmackDown which basically you could just watch as highlights. As yeah. long as you capture the, those few key moments uh in full, you you're okay with not seeing the entirety of all of the matches and whatnot. I think you could get away with it this week uh, for me. So yeah, I think it, yeah, all elite wrestling gets gets it this week. Absolutely 100%. right. Before we finish up, yeah. you might hear some music in the background, and, and in a minute, you'll find out what that is. Let's just take the music. Let's take the mics down for just a second. You might be wondering why are we playing the music of the Power Rangers um, or this remix version of the Power Rangers. It's because earlier today it was announced that the actor who played Tommy Oliver across the original series of the Power Rangers uh, and various spin-offs passed away. So our thoughts and condolences to the friends and family of Jason David Frank. Um, great actor, great MMA martial artist and uh, a great character in, uh, in Tommy Oliver. Yeah, I was a big Power Rangers fan when I was younger, uh, in the early 90s. Um, I, I Not so much in the later days, although I have watched a lot of the spin-off moments with yeah. Tommy Oliver because Tommy was my favourite character. He wasn't in there from the very beginning, but he became uh, my favourite character, although he was probably the first on-screen character of any TV show that I loved and hated at the exact same time. <laughs> I loved him because I thought he was awesome, but I hated him because he got it on with my childhood crush uh amy joe johnson uh oh, kimberly the pink power ranger is, that broke my heart that did andy who you is know, still gorgeous really who is still gorgeous to this day who's still gorgeous today but yeah it's sad um yeah. news to hear uh apparently it's uh it, it's from what the reports are unfortunately it was uh suicide um unfortunately i mean from someone who has suffered depression uh 
through most of my life and I've I know other people that have struggled it, it, it does hit you very very hard and uh, again all I can say is echo what Andy just said our thoughts and prayers go out to all of his friends and family but of course people you know listening in and whatnot you know if you are struggling um, with your mental health if you're feeling very very low you don't think that you know you, you want to be here anymore please you need to reach out to somebody uh, there will be someone out there that will listen to you and hopefully find uh, a sunnier path forward for you. Um, you know, I, I'm available. Find me on social media. Drop me a message. Um, uh, you can reach me through Squared Circle, any of the platforms. Um, Andy, I know, is busy, but I know Andy's a fantastic human being. He's He offers me a lot of personal support as well as a friend uh, through my stuff I'm going through. So please, if you can't reach out to other friends and families or you're embarrassed to reach out to someone you know personally, you know, hit me up. Uh, I'll, I'll lend you my ear. I'll, I'll make some time for you. Uh, just please speak to somebody. Yeah. Just, just remember you're not alone. And, uh, and again, we'll just wrap this up. Our thoughts and condolences with the friends and family of Jason David Frank. Uh, rest in peace. That's not a nice way to finish the show, is it? That, that, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's that's, not. That's not a nice way to finish the show, but we thought it had to be done because, you know, being, the ages that we are, the Power Rangers played an important part in, in our growing up. Absolutely. And I remember walking around school oh. going, it's Morphin Time! And, you know, watching yeah. the... I still watch, to this day, um, the original series when they did the three-part where they brought the White Ranger. You know? Yes. I watched that um, beginning earlier this year. I had that on. It was because they, they had them all on Netflix. Yeah. So um, I went back and watched some. I was a bit bored, so I watched some and that. And, you know, it still, to this day, reminds it like, the fact that it, how cheesy and everything oh, it was but how for some reason you, you just think it's also awesome at the same time you can't help but you, you just think about the fact that the acting was terrible the graphics were terrible the it was you know it was blatantly japanese footage yeah. with just a little bit of bad dubbing on uh yeah, on it, just, it was like gym, gymnastics with uh, martial arts with yeah. a load of orgasm sounds like it dubbed in wasn't it really like, it was brilliant it was brilliant but when they did the white ranger but, but, and, like, ay, ay, ay. Alpha 5 and, oh, and all that type of thing. Anyway, five. we're going off track. That's been the Squared Circle for this week. Yes. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. It's been a bit of a weird show. Um, yes, we can only apologise, but unfortunately, life does get in the way. Um, things beyond our control happen. We do apologise, but we will hopefully 100% be back to our normal selves uh, with, a, with a proper show again next week. I think we've done all right tonight, Andy, considering. What do you mean um, a proper show? Week, What's this been? I know. But next week, though, just to uh, let everybody know that um, not only are we going to announce our first winner of the uh, the Steam key for um, Main Event Wrestling Manager, because we, we've decided not to do it tonight because of the technical issues and stuff that we've had. We're going to give you an extra week. So we still want to know your fav- your dream five on five war games matches. Rest of the teams made up from anyone from any mm. era. Email us. Um, with your answers to being a chance of winning one of three Steam keys. So email us at squaredcirclepodcast2022 at gmail.com. Get those in yes. and Andy and I will decide winners. So that there is that. And also next week, it's my turn to ask Andy, who am I? You actually remember As this time. I, oh, I'm gonna go, I've got one for you, Andy. Uh, we're going to put Andy under the spotlight and ask and see if he can work out who it is um that uh, i will be describing now what will be uh, embarrassing yeah. is if you do nikita lions and i can't work out it's nikita lions that will just be all, all that will happen there is we'll just have to you, you will just have to shout 
Finish him. You know. I will not be doing that. And no, it's not Nikita Lyons. No. That, my friend, is a spoiler. No. <laughs> Could it be this guy? I'm Batman. Who knows? We, we will see. We will see. But I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Well, it's going to be good. Looking forward to it. Now, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more of the Squared Circle. Uh, I'll most likely be in a better mood than what I'm in uh, right now. Although, you know, I've kind of warmed up a little bit since since like you did and your mic your mic uh difficulties uh resolved themselves automatically throughout the show so we'll oh great see i can't hear it so i don't know now we're going to go yeah. out with theme of the week this week and what better way to go out than with the one and only aew women's champion the uk's own jamie hater so for stefan and for myself thank you for joining us uh service thank same you. time next week uh, we'll see you on podcast. Don't forget, though, we haven't said this before. Listen to us on podcast. Leave us a review um, because it helps us to grow up the rankings, which means we can bring you guests, etc., and all this good stuff. Uh, we are working on some at the moment, just waiting for some confirmations. Maybe someone who's been mentioned in the news this week. There's a clue. Who knows? It's not Nikita either. Um, we'll be back with more of the Squared Circle next week. Until then, thanks for joining us, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. just made the list victory is mine yeah we are the four you will be a servant resistance is futile are you ready i'm going to disneyland a little bit of the bubbly